Building Years Podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Hey, 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 guys. Welcome to the Building Years. This is Jeremiah Watkins. It's Justin Alexio. It's Friday. We have to say that every Friday because yeah, it's Friday. It is. You guys are happy. You know what? We're excited this week. We got a guest. It's Friday. <laughs> uh, she's an actress, a singer, a writer, a good all-around girl. Give it up for Rena Strober. Yay! Yay! I don't know about the good all-around girl, but I don't know. You know I added something that's to the very, end. That's a very sweet lie of you to tell. You're a bad girl? Don't we all want to be? I guess so. And by the way... Uh, I can't take anything Justin is saying seriously right now because he's wearing obnoxious sunglasses. Right, you know what? They're I'll like 99 cent Jesus store Christ. sunglasses, is what they are. Uh, That's exactly what they are. My friend actually told me she found them in a porta potty. Even be- Ew! Why wa- are you wearing them? I washed them in the dishwasher. Ew! Someone found that in a porta potty. But they were hanging. And now they're on my couch. Thank <laughs> Gross. you. Gross! You're gonna get so Ebola. Much. I washed them in the dishwasher. Thank you so much, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> now your dishes have cooties on it too. Whatever, I'm I'm a bad boy. That's what it takes. But you can't wash paper plates, so he's good. <laughs> 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 he's like, I got a dishwasher, but I only use them for sunglasses and, <laughs> and shoes and stuff because I buy paper plates. <laughs> Jesus, get too real. This podcast ain't about me. It's about it's reading. Not. Jesus huh. Christ, who's Let's... Jesus Christ? <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're Jewish. Well, that's I a, am. That's a different there podcast. There we go. What? What? So, Rena, how long uh, you were born and raised in New York? In New York. Yeah. Yep. Where's your you... accent? I, I had a really bad accent until I was about 11, and I went to a professional acting camp over the summers, and they were like, you, you can't talk like that anymore. So I had to go to a speech class, and Jesus. I got rid of it. It's kind of sad. I know. It, when I drink enough, it comes back, or if I get really pissed in the car. But I have other isms about me that make me New York without my accent. Do you have friends that I have are no like, friends. you've changed? <laughs> Ugh. Where's your accent? Yeah, exactly. No, it's funny. I, my, when people hear my parents talk, though, they're like, how do you understand what they say? My parents are from Queens. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but it's the typical thing. I don't hear the accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. your parents, and you love them. Yeah. Yes, I do. When did you make the switch uh, from coast to this coast? Four years ago. Nice. Yep. Worked in New York professionally for a long, long, long time. And then I decided, you know what? I don't want to walk five floors up to an apartment that's the size of my nail file. <laughs> I'd like some yeah. space. So did I moved to L.A. Did you have a laundry service while you were there, or did you... Like the, the Koreans, the Koreans were my laundry service. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, they're, they're trustworthy. Yeah, people. you dropped your laundry off in a bag, and it was seventy nine cents a pound, and wow. then you picked it up. Yeah, I like that. A or lot. you just throw your shit out. <laughs> it's just it's basically. Over. Or yeah. and find new stuff in porta potties. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so wait, so in. New, did you live in a rough part of New York? Like, I know you grew up in Queens, you said. No, I grew up in Middletown, New York. My parents okay. are from Queens, but okay. I grew up about an hour north of the city. And then I lived... New York is one of those cities where you have to move all the time because either your neighborhood's getting gentrified or rent... It just... Rent goes up. Yeah. So I was always moving around. I lived on the Upper West Side a lot. I was on Broadway for a while. 
in this tiny little show called Les Miserables. So when I was yeah, on a Broadway contract, I was able to live on the Upper West Side, which was great. But then as soon as I was off that contract, I moved to Park Slope before Park Slope was Hipster Central and Young Mommies. So, um, and then every year I had to move a little outside of, so I went Park Slope, Prospect Heights, and then I went back up to Harlem. I was on an off-Broadway contract and living, Harlem, I loved. It's definitely my favorite neighborhood. But you're Um, like the only white girl in there, right? Not anymore. I actually lived in the Somalian neighborhood. And I was, yeah, I was this white redheaded girl. But the guys were awesome. They, I became such good friends with the locals that they would walk me home when they saw me get out of the subway. And that's very like cool. they were, yeah, they were, they were really great. Um, yeah, so I lived there for gosh, ten years, mm. and then I moved here. Do you miss it? Every fucking day. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> every how, day. how often do you go back to visit? Uh, when I first moved here, the first year I was going back every three months. Mm-hmm. But now I've just gotten so busy and it's gotten ex- more expensive to yeah. go back. And people don't have couches there. In L.A., when you come to visit, everyone's got a spare bedroom or some room. But in New York, my friends don't have that kind of space. So yeah, I go I... back maybe twice a year. Mm-hmm. Not enough. I'm going back uh, next week for 48 hours. For what? I'm doing a concert at the Friars Club. Um, it's to honor a great comedian named Sid Caesar, who we lost last year. Mm-hmm. It was the creator of your show of shows for all of you youngins he was the the coach in greece um yeah. but for all of you oldies he's the founder of modern sitcom mm-hmm. he he hired mel brooks he gave mel brooks his job neil simon woody allen um howard morris all those great so he passed away last year and i was very close with sid and uh we're doing a tribute concert to him at the friars club I so yeah. i said that's awesome yeah so i'm flying back for 48 hours. I didn't... Do they... Do they? Uh, is this the first time that they've done uh, like musical concerts for people at the Friars Club? I no. didn't know that they... We. I've been a Friar since 2005. Oh, I was a member cool. of the club. Yeah. How do you get in the club? I can't tell you that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Some like old a... man squeezes your ass and says, you're in, kid. <laughs> um, I was sponsored by some other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, it's all entertainers. But we have, I used to sing there every week. Uh, we had a little cabaret night. And then, you know, the famous Friars Roasts yeah. that used to oh, be yeah, televised? Yeah. Um, I would sing the national anthem at the top of the roasts. Wow. And I'd get to sit on the dais with some awesome people. So you probably know or at least have seen Jeff Ross there a bunch. I love Jeff all. Ross. He's such yeah, a good dude. I'll see, he'll be at this concert next I'm week. I'm sure. Yeah, he's, all, yeah, he's there he a lot. He is, ugh, for anyone who has any doubt of what kind of guy he is, he's an awesome person. He's the best. Yeah. He's one of the funniest writers. His his jokes are clean when they when they want to be. He also went overseas um, in 2007 and 2008 and was entertaining troops. I mean, that takes a certain kind of person. Oh yeah. He's so funny and he's just a real nice guy. He would we would have dinner at Sid's house with with Mel and Carl and all these great people and Jeff was always there. He was the only other young person. And uh, he has a great amount of respect for the people who came before him. And you can't say that about a lot of young comics. I think they're sort of like the fuck you oldies, <laughs> yeah. you know? But Jeff has such admiration and uh, respect. I think that's how he, I mean, oh, with a lot of talent and everything uh, or and hard work over the years, how he's become known as like the roast master. Yeah, He's good at it. He's really good. Yeah, because he used to do the Friars Roast and now Comedy Central has been doing their own roasts, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. It kind of helps coordinate that he's and everything. He's a good guy. And he, and he performs all over L.A. For anyone who's listening here in L.A., he's he's at the clubs all the time. 
So yeah, you can he, always catch him. He's a part of a, a show that I do every Tuesday called uh, The Roast Battle. Nice. And he's uh, one of the, the judges on that where cool. two comics go head to head and they no roast way. each other like a, a fight club for comedians. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, he's good people. And you said you're, you're writing a book about... I am. Yeah. Talk I haven't about really even made it public yet. Well, this Maybe is the, I'm like this is the platform breaking to do the it. news. So I spent a year with Sid before he passed away. I was introduced to him when he was nine, uh, right before he turned ninety. Yeah, and um, I'm a singer, and um, I would go and I would sing to him every week, and we would sing Gershwin and Rodgers and Hammerstein and all the oldies, and and it started to help him remember stories because he was old and you lose your memory, and so through the music we would start to have conversations about the writer's room and Mel Brooks and working with all these great people and Imogene Coca. And, um, and these just became weekly little meetings with, with him. And, um, and then he passed away. And so I've sort of have all this, and it's the, and so I'm putting a book together about how he affected my life in the last year of his life. And, uh, yeah, he, he left me with some wise words, you know, about comedy, about love, about music, about matzo ball soup. (laughs) That sounds yeah. great. I'm excited to read that yeah. as soon as that's... I'll let <laughs> yeah. you know. Tell me when it's hot off the presses. I'll let you know. Yeah, we'll plug it on here. Cool. <laughs> and I'm going to think... I think I'm going to put it out with a CD of all the songs that I sang to him. Nice. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because the m- music therapy is a big, a big thing. You know, um, they're showing that in senior homes, they put headphones on old people who have been basically comatose for years, and the music just brings them to life. Mm-hmm. So it's really powerful. That's awesome. Yeah. What's your transition from Broadway on New York doing stuff like that, different plays, been like to doing more TV stuff yeah. in LA? What was that? Was it a rough transition? Was it's it both smooth? Com- competitive, right? I feel oh, like you have to sleep so. with so many more people here <laughs> to get to the middle. Like <laughs> Broadway is like all gay directors, so no one wants you, but LA is the opposite. So it's just a lot more blowjobs. Um, uh, don't tell my boyfriend that. <laughs> Rita, how'd you get on Shameless? Can't tell you, honey. Um, it's tough here. Holy shit, is it tough. It is so saturated. Yeah. Uh, people are always asking me, I want to make the move. I want to be an actor. And I'm like, don't. don't. I've been doing it since I was little. Um, don't do it. It's, you tell it's people to changed. stay in New York? Oh, um, I just tell them to do something else. Like, keep it as a hobby. <laughs> Because reality TV, like to become a, the whole thing about being a celebrity is, is what people consider success now, which is bullshit. Yeah. There's nothing about being just a working actor. I can't stand that. It's all celebrity or nothing. And the celebrities are your Kim Kardashians and your real housewives. And they make the rest of us people just cringe, you know? Um, And it's taken a long time. So there's a lot of people here. And unfortunately, when roles are being cast, they they can only see 15 people because mm-hmm. that's all they have time for. And there's 15 million people and 14,999 of them suck balls. <laughs> but it's impossible <laughs> to like let people know. It's just the whole way of working here is 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 crazy, mostly because it's saturated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I work really hard and I am always out there meeting people and um. I do a lot of theater here, which I think is is good for people. I did Heather's the Musical. Um, I did a show with Jason Alexander last year. So through that, I was able to make connections. And now I'm a recurring character on Liv and Maddie on the Disney Channel because it was the same people. And anyone who thinks an agent gets you jobs is 
smoking crack. Agents, <laughs> agents will field your phone calls. That's about it. But you, you have to do it yourself. You know, you have to, that's why everyone's making their own movies, making their own web series, making their own, there are people who are celebrities from Vine. Did you know Uh, that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Vine's six second movies and I do eight (laughs) shows a week, you know, and I can't pay my fucking rent and you're getting, these kids get like half a million dollars a year, right? To have like Vine sponsors. Yeah, I just, uh, I just uh, recently (laughs) befriended a guy who he came out here and moved from Boston and he has like five or six million followers on Vine, and he moved out to LA because he is able to, yeah. you know, live off of that. And uh, he tours with stand up because of the Vine following. I mean, it's it's cool that there's a new way to get your work out there, but I don't think six seconds is art. <laughs> I don't think he does either. <laughs> I think he I think he kind of knows like like what the his audiences and stuff like that yeah. and he's just like well i'm taking advantage of this while yeah, it's here good for him yeah. i've lost jobs though because i didn't have enough followers you know see that's what's what's a little frustrating about um some of the stuff that uh justin and i have been auditioning for recently is uh we get asked up front how many followers do you have and if you don't have a certain amount you're just not even going to get a call back for it because do- producers don't want to do the work yeah they don't want to put in the money into marketing and advertising yeah. and everything They'd rather have somebody with like a ton of followers on Twitter that if you tweet out the link and you have a follow fan, uh, like a uh, a fan base is willing to like really be eager to look at your stuff, then that's just boom, like yep. a ton of like if you're friends with Justin Bieber and you tell him, Ew, to why would tweet, you be friends with Justin Bieber? This is just a hypothetical thing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the Biebs? Gross. Yeah, I th- how many STDs not a does believer? that kid have? No, I'm too old. <laughs> No, but if you, like if you're friends with a celebrity of that status and they tweet out your NBC show mm-hmm. or something, that's an automatic <laughs> some yeah. however many millions of tweens are going to watch that show. That's just yeah. this is crazy. There are a lot of good things about it. You know, yeah. remember a few years ago the uprisings in Egypt were all because of Facebook. Yeah, you know when they were all told to meet. I mean, p- politically, I think it's an amazing, you know place to jump off of yeah but as an actor right now it's really frustrating it's really frustrating i think we're in a weird phase with it too right now i don't think it will always be like this i think you're right because now that hulu and amazon and Mm -hmm. netflix are doing their own series um it's gonna be scripted is coming back and i think yeah Yeah. there's gonna be more roles i also think that eventually how little we're being paid for internet stuff is going to change too I hope so. I do a lot of animation, um, Mm -hmm. cartoons, and uh, the contracts just came up through SAG AFTRA, Mm -hmm. and it's messy right now because of um, Hulu series and Netflix series for animation don't want to pay residuals. They don't want to. They just want to pay like minimum session fees. And the way animation actors make money is we get residuals when the cartoons play, Um, and so now. That that might kill the animation jobs as well. Ugh. So who knows? It's just I anyone's ho- I guess. Hope, my hope is that it changes at least because it's I so, hope so like with uh, some commercials and stuff that Justin and I have done. It's those buyouts and and random things where it's like you like I've had more people. So I had a, a commercial that ran on Hulu like this summer. I had more people who came up to me and said that they saw that over a national commercial that I did. Years and you made ago. what like thirteen hundred bucks for yep. a year? Yeah, it's 
crazy. Ooh, what yeah. was the commercial? Uh, this is coffee bean commercial. Cool. Yeah. Do you know when I first came out to LA? It was my first few weeks here, and a friend of mine called me and said, Rena, I just went in for a, a Playtex bra commercial. You'd be perfect for it. You should go. So I called my commercial agent and I said, hey, can you get me in for Playtex? She's like, no, Rena, you're not, you're not what they want. I know you're not what they want. And I was like, well, fuck that. I'm going to go anyway. Yeah. She goes, well, we don't recommend crashing an audition. I said, fine, thank you very much. And I hung up and I went to where the audition was. Oh, badass. And I walked in at 200 South La Brea and I said, hi. I'm a th- I knew they wanted funny improv girls with big boobs. And yeah. that's me. So I walk in and I knew that they were just coming back from lunch. And I said, hi, I'm a 32 double D. Can I audition? And she looked at me. She goes, yeah, go in the back and take, put your, put, take your shirt off and put on a Playtex bra and come in front of the camera. And I was like, oh, my God, L.A., you really have to take your clothes off to get jobs here. So I was like, OK, whatever. So I go in, I take my shirt off and I'm in the middle of this audition and I'm telling everyone, like, my left boob is named Laverne. My right boob is Shirley. And. <laughs> And I walk out of the room and I was like, I totally nailed that audition. So the next day I go to New York for something and my agent calls me and says, oh, guess what? You have a callback for Playtex. And I said, oh, I'm in New York. Tell them I can't go to the callback, but but I knew the shoot dates, but I can can shoot the commercial. And she's like, Rena, that's not how it works. We have to pass on this. And I said, no. (laughs) Tell them I can do the shoot. I can't do the callback. Well, Rena, that's not how it works. And I said, just tell them. Yeah. And then two days later, I was booked on the commercial. Wow. And I booked the spot. And for three years, I was the face and boobs of the Playtex 18-hour girl. I paid my rent for two years. Yep. And got health insurance from that one commercial. And did I go out for any other commercial auditions after that? No. (laughs) No. No. Haven't really done much (laughs) commercial-wise. But... But it just goes to show you, like, I had to break down that wall. I had to, you know... Fight your agent. Tell my agent how to do her job. And, um, yeah, but it was was wonderful. Like, I was recognized. People would be like, you look familiar. And then I'd take off my shirt. And I was like, (laughs) is this why you remember me? You're like, uh, yeah. starting to trigger something. Wait a minute. <laughs> if I dance like this. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's getting warmer, yeah. <laughs> Picture my bra is purple. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so creepy. Yeah, exactly. My bra straps have a big job to fill. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, crazy town we live in. Yeah. Uh, whenever you, so whenever you came from New York to LA, you probably had a bunch of theater stuff on your resume, right? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that that, Helped? Oh, God. They don't give a shit. That's right. <laughs> I have Broadway. I have national tours. I have original companies. People, sometimes they, they see Les Mis and they're like, ooh. Yeah. Anne Hathaway, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> she fucking sang it live. She's yeah, we sang it live uh, eight times a week. Jerk off motion. Off oh, I made a jerk that. off motion. Just to, Sorry. Just to, just to paint the picture for you <laughs> Sorry. listeners. <laughs> I'm a good girl. Um, No, they really don't. And it's funny. I came to LA in the 90s for a heartbeat and I came out here and I remember a big agent looked at my resume and he was like, go to New York, fill your resume up with theater and then come back to get a TV show. So I was like, okay. So I went back home and I filled my resume up with theater to come here to get a TV show. And they were like, no, actually. And then Broadway started to say, you know what? We need you to have a TV show in order to have a Broadway what? show. Cause if you look at Broadway right now, it's all TV, TV and actors. film. And well, yeah. 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 So it is just all screwy. Yeah. Sometimes I'll get a casting director who goes to the theater, which is lovely. You know, it doesn't really help me. No. 
So was the uh, the commercial one of the first things that you booked yeah. while you're out here? And then yeah. uh, what from what time period uh, did you start just like auditioning for TV stuff? And then like what was the time period between you getting like your first TV appearance other than commercial, like theatrically? Um, it was probably almost two years later. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing a lot of voiceover. I do video games and animation, which is why I moved out here. And then it, through doing Heather's the Musical out here, the the writers of Heather's came to, or the writers of Live and Maddie for Disney Channel came and saw the show. And then they liked me and brought me in and sort of uh, created this amazing role. And um, so it was about a, two years later. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, and then I had to still bust down doors, and I just shot Shameless, an episode of Shameless. So how did that that come from straight auditioning? No, it came from a friend of mine wrote and, the episode, and oh, I wow. wrote to the friend, and I said, "Please, can you get me in the door?" Yeah, it, nothing comes from an audition falls in my lap. It's just I, you know, I'm not twelve pounds and blonde. You know, I'm sixteen pounds and redheaded. <laughs> but um, I, I sort of relate to like people like Bette Midler who are different. You know, and they have to carve their own way i'm not an easy person i think to just put on tv um but when i'm on it i'm good you light up the screen <laughs> and oh, i did do an independent film which was wonderful and i just keep busy you know and, and another thing i do don't take this the wrong way but i say yes to everything um not sex all the time. <laughs> she means this, this podcast. Yeah, oh, yes. I say yes to everything. loud and clear. No, but like I just would start I think doing... That's very, I think it's actually very important and to say yes to And it got me like this little, like someone wanted to do a short. Yes, I'll do that short. And yep. then that cinematographer was working on a pilot. And, and yes, I'll do that pilot for $100. And you just always end up meeting great people. And I never think anything is above me or below me. You know, I go for the huge things. I assume I can be in that movie with Amy Adams, but I also do that USC student film because those are the next generation of filmmakers. So yeah, they'll remember you. Yeah, put you in future stuff. Yeah, you can never sleep with. I mean, meet <laughs> meet too many right. people. <laughs> and you said you're the voice of a video game. <gasps> yeah, this you is one of my that? favorite jobs. And this was because someone said, Rena, will you do a favor? It was a friend of mine who casts all the voices. At, um, it was uh, Sound Deluxe at the time. They do all the big video games. He needed me to come in and do a promo for this video game uh, that was going to Kickstarter. This guy, Ryan Payton, who was on Metal Gear. Um, and then I, I'm not sure what else that over at Microsoft had left and developed this, his own game and was doing a Kickstarter. And they needed me, somebody, to do the promo for 100 bucks in a little white envelope. I said, yes. And uh, I did the promo, and then they raised half a million dollars on Kickstarter. And they kept me on. They decided to keep me on as Hope, the lead voice. It's called Republic. It's the first 16-button console game for the iPhone and the iPad, and now for the Android. And it's incredible. It's It's David Hayter, who's Snake on Metal Gear. It's fucking um, Dwight Schultz from the A-Team. Jen Hale who's on every video game you can imagine. Oh, nice. And then it actually says an introducing, because it's like Dwight Schultz, you know, and then introducing Rena Strober. Because yeah. <laughs> I was it was my first big game. Um, and so it's an amazing game. I can't play it because I suck at it and I get killed every second. <laughs> but if you're a gamer, um, it's really awesome. It's out now. So the first two episodes have been out, and episode three is out uh, two in two days. Is that weird to play a video game and hear... 
yourself? It's, or are you just like, this is the coolest No, thing that's ever. like masturbation. <laughs> Ew, I love the sound of my voice. Um, it's weird. And I start to get emails from friends who didn't know I did it. And they're like, Rena, I'm so sorry. I just got you tased again. And I feel really bad. And I was like, um, but my nephew loves it, which is there's nothing cooler than doing a project that you're like nieces and nephews. Like I'm yeah. on a I'm on a cartoon called Ever After High on Nickelodeon, and my four year old niece is obsessed with it. That's awesome. So she loves to call me and you know tell me about the my doll my character is a doll and and uh, so she gets all excited about that and then my nephews play my video game, so it's kind of cool. That's so cool. Oh, you're the yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm totally the cool. Oh, aunt. you're definitely the cool. Aunt. <laughs> right. But do they expect better presents because like, I saw her on TV? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's cute. My one of my nephews just wrote lyrics to a song, and he's been asking me to put it to music, to re- and record it for him. Oh. And I've just been lazy, and I haven't done it yet. But, but you're gonna do it. I will. I will. Right after she writes this award-winning book first. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so much to do. Yeah. Uh, well, we're getting to that. It's uh, that oh my time. gosh. Yeah. It's I wish there was a phone line, and we could have people call and ask questions. I mean, that's our next step <laughs> up in production of this podcast whenever we're outside of my apartment recording <laughs> it. This is a lovely apartment, by the way. Thank you. It's all because of my girlfriend. She has nice things that she put in here Aww. and decorated. You dated up. <laughs> I definitely oh, yeah. did. Congratulations. Justin, <laughs> Justin goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What does she get out of it? Uh, I'm very, uh, good to her. <laughs> Be more specific, please. Uh, and a lot of, uh, Is she here? Uh, I, I just think, heard a door. I think so. We can, <laughs> ask, can we ask her what she gets out of it? <laughs> no, we're not, we're not, oh. we're not doing that. Uh, oh. she'll say no. No, hopefully I, uh, hopefully I just do nice things for her and, uh, That's nice. yeah, we, uh, I make her laugh. So there you go. You hey, there what? you go. That's worth all the diamonds in the world. <laughs> Although I'd like a diamond, but I'll take something funny. Take whatever you can get. All right, yeah. guys, it's time for okay, the bitch slap time. The Hollywood bitch slap. Oh my god! Well, first I'd always want to bitch slap that agent that told me not to go to that bra audition. Yeah. Right. What a dick. Right. I'd like to bitch slap everybody who doesn't know how to use a blinker in Los Angeles, because nobody uses blinkers here, and they just I'm gonna just switch lanes because I'm a dick. <laughs> Bitch slap well, them. Welcome to LA. Really hate that. I'd like to bitch slap that five-way intersection at um, in Beverly Hills where there's no lights or anything and you just have to guess and pray. You know that <laughs> intersection? I know what you're talking about. There's like six streets that come together at the same time. San Vicente? No, it's and you're two cars, so you have to look at the person and like team up and then go, okay, go. We have oh, to go together. No. That and I'd like to bitch slap... Um, Fucking oh, Los Feliz guys who wear those little hats, <laughs> those those fedora hats. Guys, you, you, no. I you, got a, I got a fedora you, hat you in do. my trunk. Yeah, yeah but you're you're Facebook. naturally like you're committed to this crazy hair and and fucking <laughs> toilet bowl glasses. So like you're the real deal. But I was at a, a bar in Los Feliz last night, and there were I could count like four or five in the, my vicinity of those little hipster hats. Down. So it sounds like you just don't like LA's culture. Oh, there's more than that. I live in the valley, so we have the porn culture. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. Well, I've, we've never had a guest that uh, have used <laughs> has used the the Hollywood bitch slap. Like, I want to bitch slap <laughs> this person. Oh, really? Was it supposed to just be one bitch slap? No, no, no. It's funny the way that you. <laughs> 
<laughs> that you are using the bitch slap. We usually mean like a time that Hollywood or maybe New York has bitch slapped you. Oh, no one bitch slaps me. <laughs> no, that's the New York attitude. Right? You can't get close enough. Come on, nobody. But nobody <laughs> bitch slaps me. Bitch oh my God, me I am bitch slapped on a daily basis by the people who don't use their blinker. <laughs> by hipsters who offend me with their hats. Thank you. Thank you. And anyone who's gluten free. You bitch slap my sense of, you know, my my New Yorker in LA. Mm-hmm. And I could say uh, this, yeah, I yeah, I, I I don't know. I almost want to name names of casting directors right now, but I won't. Yeah, that's but I've walked out of I've walked out of rooms and and heard what they say on the other side of the door. Let's, okay, let's not name names, but tell a story of a time where you heard what they're saying. Behind the door. So I was, it was a big pilot this year that I was brought in on because it wasn't through my agent. It was because a very good friend of mine is an interior designer and she's designing the house of this huge creator of a TV show. Mm -hmm. So she showed him all my stuff and he's like, oh, she looks fabulous. Let's bring her in. Sometimes when you get brought in by the creator of a show, the casting director's ego gets damaged, yep. and they don't like that, which is ridiculous. Just do your fucking job and find <laughs> the best person. Put your ego aside, you loser. Um, anyway, so I walked in the room, and she first of all, she introduced herself to me, and, and t- three years ago, I got her house seats to Fiddler on the Roof, which I was in at the Pantages with Topol, and she didn't even remember that. And she's like, And she introduces herself, and then she says, I don't understand, so how are you here? And I turned to the creator and I said, oh, we have this mutual friend. He's like, oh, right, my interior designer. That's right. And it was just icky. It was this like, oh, we're doing somebody a A favor. A favor to see you, yeah. Yeah. And then I did this the sides and I got lots of laughs and it was really funny. And I walk out and it was in this trailer on the Warner Brothers lot. Um, and I closed the door and I heard her say, oh, well, she's not terrible, but come on. What? And I was like, so I did what I do. There was another major TV person in the room um, that uh, I decided to find on Facebook. And I sent him a message and I said, hey, I know that that was a funky thing, but I just wanted to thank you for bringing me in. It, it meant a lot. And I like your writing and I really enjoy your shows. And I do this a lot on Facebook if I have mutual friends. Yeah. I think it's okay to do. He emailed me back immediately and was like, you were wonderful. He's like, I don't think you're right for this show, which I wasn't, but you've made an impression and I'm keeping you in mind for my other projects. So what she was sabotaging, and I also sat outside the room for a while to listen. She proceeded to sabotage tons of people. Yeah. That, because the writers were bringing up names and she would literally say things like, I heard she's a bitch or I heard this. I was like, why are you out to like, ruin you, our yeah, careers? Yeah, why are you bringing weird high school Yeah, <laughs> so I type. felt like, you know, I, I, I was really crushed until I sent that other person an email and he... And I've stayed in touch with him, and he's the creator of the show, so that's a better connection anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, yeah, and there are a lot of great casting directors in this town, but for every 10, there's one that is a bitter, f- unsuccessful actor, I think, and doesn't like. Yeah. A lot, a lot of washed up actors in the. Yeah. The so if I ever world. become a casting director, no. Um, so I admire casting directors, and this isn't a, a slap against casting directors, but that was a time where. To hear them, well, she's not terrible, but come on. Yeah. On the other side of the wall. That definitely like, qualifies. Yeah. That qualifies. That's well, we got to just look one. to the nice ones because there are a lot of nice yes. ones. Yes. Oh, there are ones that have gone above and beyond, who have made phone calls for me, who have come up, come to my shows and see me sing. And yeah, I, there's more that I love. 
but those few that I don't like. <laughs> That's when the New York comes out. Oh, man. I had to stop giving people the finger. I, ima- I imagined <laughs> that you just like kicked through the door. What are you talking you about? That was a great audition. You Come on. Think my ears are broken. What are you doing? <laughs> you cunt. <laughs> you cunt. <laughs> all right. Well, that oh, ended sorry. on a bang. Oh, no. I'm a nice girl. You said it earlier. <laughs> yeah. All around nice girl. Have, by the way, have your fans gone to dodgeball to see Justin play dodgeball? I hear he's really good. So good. Uh, I keep hearing this, so I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get proof. <laughs> he's soon. so good. What he wears is so exciting, and your backpack is so exciting. I got a iCarly backpack. It's oh, pretty wow. baller. Ladies don't like it, but it's okay. I the like gay it. guys love it. I like it. There are a lot of gay guys there. Yeah, oh my God, it's the cutest dodgeball team. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rena, uh, now's a good time to plug anything like your website. Oh, uh, anything uh, social media wise, so people can reach out to you. Yes, if possible. Yeah, uh, strober.com R e n a s t r o b e r. I think my Twitter is just at Rena Strober. I'm sort of at my max for Facebook, so I'm I don't want to do the fan page thing because it's just so impersonal. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, my emails. It's I'm a pup. You can get in touch with me. You could come to my house. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Don't invite that. We got I'm some doing, creepers on. I'm this doing stuff. a show in Boca Raton in Flor in Florida with Jason Alexander in, De- in December that he's directing. So awesome. if you're in Florida, awesome. come to Florida. Um, and then my video game comes out. And um, yeah, I'll be on Young and the Restless in two weeks as Nurse Betsy, and then I'll be on Shameless in the spring. Congrats. Thank nice. you. We'll, Killing it. We'll be looking out for that. Uh, Rena, thank you so much for oh coming God, by. Oh my God, you guys are great. You're great. Yeah. <laughs> so happy. Can I sit on the giraffe? I wouldn't have it any other way. Thanks.